Through recent years, and especially during the coronavirus, online dating has become more popular for young adults due to its accessibility and innovation to connect in the virtual world. Check in with Meredith Golden, founder of Spoon Meet Spoon and Dharma. With a background in psychotherapy, Golden shares misconceptions and strategies about the online dating world and how we can best support ourselves and our friends in the new standard of meeting people. How did you first begin your career with online dating expertise in this? Since you're a, a dating app ghostwriter and an online dating expert, how did yeah, you? Yeah, well, actually, just um, I'm a flat out dating expert. Oh. Uh, so I work with people um, on improving their dating results both on an app and off the app. Um, so I, it's dating is hard um, in general. Getting matches is hard. Converting uh, conversations uh, from you know chats to video chat to meet, and then sort of what happens after the date, depending on who I'm working with and the level of service and support that they need. I help someone from you know start to finish. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how did I get started? Um, I'm very much, uh, you know, what someone will call a super connector and um, someone who likes to help. Uh, helping other people really fills my bucket. And I was doing this for friends, like literally, uh, you know, the friends who picked out their first husbands got divorced. I was like, give me your phone. Let me see what's happening as they were re-entering the dating market, which had significantly changed uh, since our early 20s. And um, sort of using the skills of setting people up, which I'd always done with a ridiculously high rate of success, um, put the two things together and thought, you know, I'm oddly good at this. I'm not doing anything right now. You know, I was a former psychotherapist. I am the person that people come to with all of their dating questions. Um, let me just sort of feel this out and see what happens. And you know, five years later, <laughs> here I am. Um, and it just, you know, it, it's successful. My clients are happy. And it really is just like the one area of my life where I excel. Wow. wow. This is my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> How did you um, find clients and build your business? Around I got things? really, really lucky, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, you get one happy client and who has a great result. They go and they tell, you know, three of their friends and then three of their friends come to me and then it just spread. Um, yeah. A lot of referrals are, are um, clients telling their friends, you know, obviously all of my work is confidential. Mm -hmm. And so not everyone wants to share with their crew that yeah. they hired some help um, in this arena. It, it can be personal and private. Mm -hmm. However, you know, some people do like, guess what? <laughs> And, and it's great. And they're, and then I get that phone call or that text or that email. Um, but I, I never mention to the person who's reaching out to me, you know, oh yeah, I loved working with him or her because it's, you know, again, the work is all confidential. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the process like meeting with a client, like building their profile and like helping them get matches? Sure. So it really just depends on what package. So for example, if someone is coming to me for the success package, which is really probably um, what I do the most of. Mm -hmm. I will say to someone, if they're coming to me for help, listen, if you have the time to uh, swipe a message on your own, when someone reaches out to me, you know, very often they're not sure what it is that they need. Um, they're confused, they're frustrated. People basically come to me when they're frustrated. You know, they've got dating fatigue. They're like, ah, I can't do it anymore. 
Um, and so they'll reach out. And what I say to someone is, you know, with my process, you really only need 20 minutes on Monday, 20 on Tuesday, you know, 20 on Wednesday, 20 on Thursday. Friday is really a five to 10 minute sweep. You're off on Saturday, you're off on Sunday. And those 20 minute sessions are split into two chunks. So mm -hmm. if you think that you can do the swiping and messaging and converting on your own, no mm -hmm. one needs the whole shebang and me to go straight for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I spend a bunch of my time really doing the success package, which is the intake form, uh, getting the clients on the correct apps. You know, people don't always know. They're like, well, I'm vegan. I want to see another vegan. And I'm like, well, that vegan app only has seven people on it. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not really casting your net wide. And truthfully, part of this is a volume game. Um, so get, you know, making sure people are on the right apps, giving them instructions. Here's literally how you set up the app so that you are seen by more people. Here's how you go through the app so that you are quick and strategic and you are efficient with your time. Um, nobody wants to spend an hour or two on a dating app a day. Not that apps aren't great, but we all have other things to do. Mm -hmm. um, and you can be really efficient and successful with less time and less energy and less engagement. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can, why not? So that's a huge part of uh, my work. And really that's like four to five days helping with um, curating the profiles, getting the pictures up, going over sort of an app tutorial, App tutorial. Um, I have a document. It's called the Dating Paradigm, and it literally breaks down how to succeed in dating. Um, I, I forget how many pages it is. It's pretty thorough, and I send it to clients. They're like, "Wow, you know, I wish I had you, you know, like six months ago, a year ago." I was like, "I know, but you know what? You have a fresh start. You're going to go forward, and you're going to use this, and you're going to be good." Um, so. Uh, you know, that's really the bulk of how I spend my day and how I help clients succeed. And I will say to a client, if you need more support later, come back. You know, the truth is most don't. Here and there, someone will say, you know what? I thought I had the extra 20 minutes in the day. You know, I really don't. Work is too busy. Um, I, I just can't do it. You know, and then sort of I'll help out. Um, but, you know, I'm really just about helping because I care. And, you know, most people, if they can follow, if they can read and they can follow instructions, uh, the guidelines are really, really thorough and helpful. Yeah. yeah. So it really has like dating has become really a science, honestly, like the online dating and figuring out like how to use these apps sometimes. Like, have you noticed, like, what are some changing trends that you've noticed with online dating and the apps? Have you noticed it's been, I guess, a bit more widely received as like a natural way of meeting people? So it's interesting that you say science because um, my, I actually, uh, my clients will say like, you're so scientific about your process because the truth is I'll have a hypothesis mm -hmm. and I'll test it out, you know, on a thousand men. Like if I have a female client, you know, and they'll say to me, well, how do you know that this is what to say? I'm like, because I've tested it on a thousand men and <laughs> 996 produced a favorable response. I was like, and to get me to this success rate, I'm like, I had 16 iterations of this statement. I'm like, and this is the one that works. They're like, oh, you know, good to know. Because I, I the luxury of doing what I'm doing is that I have a sample mm -hmm. to test on in a way that no one else does. Yeah. Who else is engaging with as many people as I am? So yeah. yes, there is a science to it. Absolutely. Um, whoever client, I'm like, no, don't respond. And the client's like, how's that going to work in my favor? I'm like, just wait. I'm like, doesn't mean you're never responding. I'm like, just don't be an eager beaver. Wait, wait, wait. 
And then all of a sudden, what I say is followed. And then it generates a meet or a date. And they're like, oh my God, this is counterintuitive to anything I ever would have done. And it worked. I'm like, I know. They're like, how'd you know? I'm like, because, you know, the 15,000 hours behind this, mm-hmm. I, you know, you're not the first person who's doing this. Um, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I think I totally got off track though. You had asked me the trends I'm seeing in dating. Yeah. Um, so dating apps are the standard way to meet. Like it, it just is. Um, now you throw in COVID where all the opportunities for natural social opportunities are completely off the table. You know, the buyer, the pool parties, go to the beach, you know, sporting events, team sports, birthday parties, you know, hanging out at a coffee shop going to bars, that's all over. So really the only game in town to connect with someone, you know, unless, unless someone new moves in across the hall from you, um, is a dating app. Um, the trend that I'm seeing pre COVID people were not using video chats. Um, you know, they weren't really certain of it. And I've heard, you know, some press people have approached me and they're like, you know, can you talk about video dating? And I'm like, here's the thing. No one's dating on a video. (laughs) during any of this. But what people are doing is instead of going, you know, message, blah, 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 let's meet in person, mm-hmm. the video chat is being put as a middle pro- middle staff. And it's really a great screening tool. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you chat for three or four days, you move to the video chat, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, you screen. And then if you're interested, you're moving to meet someone for a drink or a coffee, you know, or a walk around the hood with a mask, whatever it is that the two people decide they feel most safe and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't standard before. The video chat is now just so normalized because of COVID and it's such a time saver. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not, you're not traveling to meet someone. You're not stuck waiting for a check. Um, It's not the ambiguity of like, Ooh, does the person want a second drink? Oh, I don't really know. Um, how do I get out of here? Right. It's you're on, Mm -hmm. you lot yourself 30 minutes. And if after 10, the person's a nightmare, it's like, oh my gosh, my dog must've eaten something like standing by the door with the leash in the mouth. I gotta go. Right. You're, you're having manners. You're not being rude. Um, you have a real explanation of why you need to go. So great to connect. I'm so sorry. I don't want my dog to go to the bathroom in the, in the house or the apartment. Right. And then you end it. Um, but if it's going well, you stay on for 30 minutes and then you go and you meet. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great, cause I always feel like hearing their voice too, is just like a whole new level of like getting to know them. Cause especially when you meet someone online, it's like, they just like, who are they? But when you have that video concept to it. Really. Yeah. And I, I find, I used to say before all of this, um, don't do audio because clients would be like, well, why can't I just do an audio chat? Um, and I was like, it, it you know, sort of where I went back to the scientific part of this, mm-hmm. I was like, because I've never had two people, you know, say hello through audio and then have a convert to meeting in person. Whenever they have had a phone call, it has <laughs> killed the process. Um, as opposed to a video chat, you know, it does move forward more often than not to a meet. And yeah. meet is the goal if, if you want to meet, but you also have to assess, do you want to meet someone so that you protect your time? Yeah. Definitely. I feel as though like dating has always been, it's not something that's necessarily taught. It's just something that you like might read articles about or like talk to people about. How has, do you think that there are 
uh, proper resources out there for people with dating or do they most just go in blindly? So unfortunately, um, well, for the lucky few, you know, they meet their person really organically and easily mm -hmm. and it just happens. For most, that is not the process. Um, I'm sure if, you know, you just sort of think about your world and the life that, that you live in the conversations that you have, you know, people talk about their family, people talk about work and people talk about dating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it, they're having a great date, whether they're struggling, whether they're frustrated, seeking advice, it is a topic of conversation, you know, for everyone, no matter how old you are. Even if you are married, you know, you're still probably having a conversation about dating with your single friend or your colleague or your neighbor or whoever. Um, so in terms of resources, I mean, obviously I consider myself a resource um, and I'm happy to help. Um, one thing that I wish that people did more of is get dating feedback. Um, you know, unfortunately their, you know, friend who they're giving their narrative of how the date went wasn't on the date. Um, so all they're hearing is the friend's perspective, which isn't always accurate. Um, I actually have a new dating app out called Dharma, uh, sort of dating karma. And what the app does is it allows people to get confidential, kind, there's no way to write mean comments, um, dating feedback. And so you can figure out what it is. You know, if you've been ghosted by three different people, and you're just like, what, what am I doing? And then you get this, you know, confidential feedback that really just says you drank too much on the date. You know, unfortunately people overshare, they drink, they drink too much. They talk mm -hmm. negative, negatively about family and friends. They're complaining about work. They seem like a negative Nelly. Um, mm -hmm. They don't realize that they're doing it because dating is on autopilot, right? You're ordering the same drink. You're probably even wearing the same outfit because you think it's your best outfit. Um, you're, you're going to the same place, right? Because you know the bartender, you know the barista, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. we just sort of fall into habits and things don't always work. And it's not because there's something wrong with the dater. Yeah. It's because they're, you know, doing these small behaviors that just might need some tweaking. It's sort of like, you know, if you're going on a job interview um, and you walk in, you put your fist on the table and you say, you know, you can only hire me if I get 6% equity in the company, you know, in a seven figure salary, you know, you're probably not going to get another interview from that. But yeah. if you edit your behavior a teeny bit and don't go in making demands mm -hmm. and you present yourself, well, you'll probably get another interview. Um, and advance in the job search process. It's very, very much the same in dating. Um, and, and you're still being your authentic self, but it's sort of like we all edit ourselves in social situations until we know who our audience is, right? Like, I'm going to be ridiculous right now, but like, if you're hanging out with your sibling on the couch and like you let one rip, right? Like, you need your audience. But if you're hanging out with someone for the first time, you're not going to fart sitting next to them, right? Everyone sort of edits himself a little bit to read who they're with and dating is no different. Mm -hmm. What you would do on a first date and what you would do on a 20th date are two very different things, but people forget because mm -hmm. they've gone on 20 dates. And so, you know, it, they're forgetting that, you know, Bob isn't Jack, isn't Abe, isn't Tony, isn't Alyssa. Mm -hmm. um, and they forget. But so now Dharma is a nice way to let people know constructive and actionable changes they might be able to make to help them and use as a tool in dating. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
How would so I know a lot of people like uh, people who've tried online, like some of my friends have tried online dating, and it's just they might say all like, your friends have tried. Yeah, <laughs> I actually um, I actually met my boyfriend online dating. So everyone does. Yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, smile on your face. It's so nice oh. to talk about your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. We actually met during the coronavirus, so like it was like it, it just felt like really kind of magical that it happened like the way it did. <laughs> so happy because dating right now is really challenging. Um, so it's nice to hear these positive stories that you don't have to, um, you know, increase your level of risk and meeting people during a global pandemic where people are dying. So um, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy that you're in a good spot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like my next question, um, is just how like people usually on dating apps they're talking to multiple people at once and then some people might ghost and not respond and it can be difficult to I guess form like a an emotional bond or even like you're talking to someone you don't know where it will lead necessarily what's some what are some suggestions you have to like I guess for your own emotional like well-being that you don't get too attached to one person and like but you're talking to multiple people you're not dating on a dating app all you're doing on a dating app is connecting. A dating app is a platform for introductions, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go and you're going to meet someone. And that's when the dating starts. Even a video chat, you're not dating. Um, but you have to really keep a lot of balls in the air. Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket because the second you do that, you, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. Um, don't get caught up on the what ifs or the potential of someone. Actually assess where you're at. And so if you're only meeting one person and that one person ghosts you, that really, really stings, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, that was my one chance. And you, you know, probably had like a story about it and, you know, built it up. It's not that there's something pathological, but about, about the person who does that, it, it's basically just like human behavior. But if you have five people who you're juggling and three work out and two ghost you. Well, you don't really care about the two who ghosted you because you've already, you know, you're advancing with the three, um, mm -hmm. which is why I always tell people just keep lots of balls in the air, you know, make it so you can manage it. And the process will feel better and you won't personalize it so much when there's more opportunity. And by the time you're getting to a fifth or sixth date, you know, people sometimes will, they're like, oh, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm deleting the app or, you know, I'm not meeting other people. Mm -hmm. No, that's where you kill for yourself because that's where you're emotionally vulnerable and you start to really, um, you're so optimistic that it's going to work out and that's where it hurts so much more and you feel so defeated when it doesn't, you know, that's when it's like about to turn the corner, unless the other person is mentioning being exclusive, you know, that's where you're still doing your video chats with five other people and you're still meeting for coffee doesn't mean you're having sex with everyone, you know, that's sort of what your comfort zone is and, you know, to each their own. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a position to judge or decide that for anyone, yeah. but you know, that's where you still need to make sure that you're advancing um, and, and read a person, you know, if they're talking about introducing you to their family, you know, that's going somewhere. Um, if the person isn't responding to you for two days to a text, well, you know, that's a sign too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How would, so what are some tips to considering like the conversations you have online to transitioning them to in person? Do you like with um, your clients, have you noticed there's a big, I guess, a change or a shift that 
people struggle like especially right now everything's so, so much online that people can struggle with knowing how to text properly and like find connections that way you're talking about what we mentioned before it's so scientific yeah it's gonna sound ridiculous never write a novel because people are you have to assume that everyone's messaging you know five six seven eight other people so limited on time and people mm -hmm. are having the same conversations so you want to make it easy for them so if someone lists in their, you know, 300 character Bumble profile, you know, mm -hmm. six different topics, mm -hmm. that's what you're going to ask about because that's what's easy for them to talk about. They have handed you on a silver platter where you should open. If they mention that they're they just got a puppy during COVID, mm -hmm. hey, what's your puppy's name? Yeah. How's house training? <laughs> Is your dog teething? You know, what's the cutest thing about your dog? Make it easy for them. And then they're going to make it easy for you. Um, always ask a question back. I can't even tell you the amount of times I see, I'll look through and sort of, uh, you know, see where there's room for improvement on someone's dating app. And I'm like, you know, he or she asked you a question, you responded and you didn't ask them anything back. I'm like, they don't know what to do now. Um, it, you have to treat it like a social exchange. You ask a question, they ask a question, um, and, you know, and it is, it's scientific. If you ask a question, you know, <laughs> originally the hypothesis is they'll respond. Guess what? They do. Um, so easy, but people yeah. forget. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so you've mentioned some mistakes that people make on their profiles, but in like in with conversations and stuff, but what are some, like, what would you say is one of the most important features when picking like topics to include in your bio and your photos? You have to remember for the topics of conversation, again, mm -hmm. you are connecting on a dating app. You aren't dating on a dating app. Um, so when people are like looking for a long-term relationship, it's like, you just wasted, you know, how many characters? There's a filter for that, you know? Pick your filter, um, you know, don't know yet, marriage, uh, something serious, you know, casual, whatever it is, you know, use your filters. Um, but your topics of conversation are light and fluffy. Um, you know, if you are a connoisseur of hot sauce or, you know, you ride horses or you're a soul cycle fanatic, whatever it is, I mean, that's what you're talking about. You're not talking about, um, you know, taking care of an ill parent and watching them, you know, uh, through hospice. You know, that's, that's not appropriate. Um, you're not dating, um, you're a loyal friend, you know, you're a great artist, right? You're not selling yourself because that's not something you can have an exchange about. Um, it really has to be topics for conversation, bump, 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 you move it on and then you convert to video chat. Um, in terms of pictures, it's your first picture that someone really is deciding on. Uh, when I have someone who's never been on a dating app, they're like, well, I was looking at their profile. I'm like, how long did you spend? They're like, oh, three minutes. And I'm like, no, you don't have time to spend three minutes assessing someone's profile, whether or not you're going to say yes or no, because you haven't even matched. It's a waste of your time. Um, you only have so much time in the app. So you have to be efficient and work it to your favor. But your pictures, you're only as attractive as your least attractive photo. Um, and, and clients don't like when I say that to them um, because they're like, but... Um, but my cat is so cute, you know, sticking her little nose up my nostril. 
and you know in this like weird sort of awkward angle with their chin that doesn't really even present them how they look in real life I'm like that's right you know what your cat is adorable I'm like but you were super attractive and your photo number one shows that and your photo number two shows that I'm like but your photo three you look like a completely different person um and so someone's going to see that and it basically just invalidates photo number one and photo number two. I'm like, so don't use it. Um, people also think that they need to fill in all the photo boxes. You don't. Here's like my biggest tip. Um, and some of the apps that people are like, well, but I need six. I'm like, you actually don't. If you pay for the upgrade, which everyone should pay for an upgrade when they can, because you want to maximize using your filters and the cost of an upgrade is so inexpensive you know, in the grand scheme, like if you're comparing the cost of an upgrade for a month on a dating app to like what you pay in rent, it is so small um, and makes such a significant gain in your life. Um, mm -hmm. um, you really just need to take advantage of, of all the little ways to make the experience easy. And six photos, if you only have three that are good, mm -hmm you're going to kill it for yourself. Just put the three good ones. Like three good photos are enough to get you your match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it comes to finding a platform, like a dating app, like what are some, because I feel as though there are always like the standards like Bumble and Tinder that people consider, but there are like so many ads for other ones. Like how would you, like, do you suggest your clients have multiple pro profiles on different apps? Like um, process? So when a client comes to me, I usually set them up on two so that they have two strong profiles. One is paused. And I say, go on one dating app. Um, you're going to exhaust it. At some point, everyone will exhaust that dating app, right? Um, they run out of people. You know, there's no one left in the hive. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, why don't you widen your circle, right? When you have run out of options, you have exhausted that dating app. And then what you do is you go and you try the other one. Um, but there's not enough time on the day to be on 16 dating apps. You know, people I find typically have, you know, four to five dating apps, download it on their phone. Um, and, you know, each each app has more than one life cycle. So you might be on one for two months, take a break, go to another. You know, you may just have such severe dating fatigue. You're like, oh, I need a break, right? You take your break. And then, you know, like two months later, if you're still single, you know, you, you, you log on again mm -hmm. um, and you're active. But it really is less is more. You're, someone's better off being consistent with one um, because if you're having conversations on three different apps, it's really, you end up sort of like Monday, you're on one, you know, Wednesday, you're on the other. And then there's no momentum, there's no traction, and it just turns into a wasted opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's keeping it almost like short and energized that keeps it like, yes. yeah. yeah, easy. You know, you can, you can be successful with doing less. Um, and, you know, the friends who are in the background, you know, you got to really go for it. You know, it's sort of like working out, you know, go jog for three hours. No, it's not the same. Um, you really 20 minutes a day. You're good. Yeah. yeah. It's manageable. You actually meet people. It'll move forward. Yeah. Three hours a day on the dating app. You'll hate it. You know, people become bitter and grumpy and happiness attracts happiness. Bitter, grumpy, you can feel it. You know, it's like, ugh, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, to be happy during the process, enjoy it, have some fun. It'll get you better results. Mm -hmm. yeah. So looking forward, I guess, after the coronavirus, whenever that might be, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> please. Okay. Yeah. Universe, suck us all up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that like online dating apps will still like, remain, like 
become popular, like will still be popular yes. after, or like you think it people still think it will be the gold standard before and they will still be the gold standard. You know why? It is the easiest way to meet someone. Um, you can swipe right on a thousand people in, you know, three minutes. If you go to a bar, let's say, you know, COVID is over and you can actually go into a packed bar. How many people are you really going to talk to? How many people are you really going to engage with where it's successful and they ask for your phone number to text you later or, or some sort of social media where they can engage after? What are the stats on that? You know, maybe like you're rocking it that night. Like you've got your best superpowers on maybe two people, you know, of those two people, how much follow through is there really? Cause you know, they may have been totally inebriated and didn't enter the data. Right. And then like forget to do it the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least if it's on a dating app, you've got your list there of matches, it's not going anywhere, no matter how drunk someone is. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm making it sound like everyone dating is a lush. I should just, <laughs> not true. People do, people sober date and, and it doesn't mean that everyone is drunk in the process. I'm just sort of saying in general, when people drink too much, their judgment is skewed or, you know, not as good or clear as it could be when they're sober. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Awesome. Um, I guess just in general, like with Online, like I know a lot of people have said like they want to meet someone naturally like how would like and like dating apps aren't really natural how would you like address this like, oh my god it makes me so angry it's so ridiculous <laughs> um it, it is natural um there's no like fairy involved with like dropping the person off in front of your door it's just mm-hmm. another there is no reason life is too hard dating is too hard you know, if, if you have tools to make your life easier, like, why wouldn't you? Dating is no different. You know, if you can get feedback on your dating that helps you improve and get better results, why wouldn't you? If you can increase the number of introductions to meeting people to cast your net wider, why wouldn't you? I mean, it literally is what the globe of singles are doing. Um, anyone who complains about it, I just think they're being foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, it is natural. Is, is like, you know, spilling your drink on someone in a bar or, you know, sitting next to someone on a subway. What, I, don't, I don't distinguish that there's something different in an in, in introduction. You know, they're, they're all happening. Mm-hmm. You know, magic in the three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you know, does someone want to be alone or do they want to meet someone? Who cares how the introduction happens? Yeah. Like, because after you initially meet, it's, it's on you guys now. And it's not like, doesn't matter necessarily. <laughs> no. And, and who cares if people meet, they they've met, they're happy. Like there's the win. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess like going back to how like people like have taken like dating advice from friends and it's like kind of like a network and they use resources for it. How would you suggest like friends talk to other friends about dating and like to be the most supportive way? Well, I, what I actually tell people is don't talk to your friends about your dating life because what ends up happening is people judge, people opine, and people give terrible advice <laughs> um, because not everyone, you know, I sort of say like, have your one confident, confidant, you know, who, who you think has good judgment um, and you think they really have your back, you know, make that the one person who is, who is your resource. But 
I find like if you're talking, you know, Huffington Wells are like, oh, well, you know, I was at brunch and I was telling everybody the story and, you know, this, and then, you know, three people said this and two people said that. And one person said, you know, well, my husband told me he loves me on the sixth date. And, you know, that's how it should be for everyone. And you know what? That's just not true. Um, everyone has an opinion. The only two people who actually know what go goes on are the two people who are there. Um, which is why I sort of go back to Dharma and the feedback, you know, get it from the person who you're with on the date because your friends only know and are interpreting what you are telling them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really, you know, it's inaccurate most of the time. Um, you know, friends are great um, and having a support system is great. And so if you're feeling rejected and hurt, you know, and you just need a hug or someone to like, tell you a really funny story to distract you, mm -hmm. use your support network. Um, but if you're telling us details about your dating life and then the group is sort of opining and it's deterring you from continuing with someone mm -hmm. and you're killing these opportunities, then, you know, maybe, maybe don't share so much. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, for your time. This has been awesome talking about online dating. <laughs> I could talk about dating all day. It's my favorite. favorite. <laughs> I you know people have to shut me up. I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Like, are any like suggestions for college students in gen in particular? I mean, everyone just life life will resume. And people will date um, and people always date, right? So if you're in your 20s, if you're in your, you know, 18 and over, you know, there's life cycles to dating. You know, sometimes you're sort of with someone for a year or two and then, and then you're not sometimes, unfortunately, um, then you get back out in the market. Just the best thing to remember is you need to have fun. Happiness attracts happiness. Um, life is okay, um, whether you're with someone or you're not. And you make an effort when it's right for you to make an effort and you focus on other areas of your life when, when it is the appropriate time to do that. Um, but have fun, you know, there's so much room in life for so many different opportunities and, and to have so many different, different relationships and dating experiences with so many people, you know, you might date 50 people. Um, you might have three or four long-term relationships. Um, or you may just, you know, have six months, you know, 15 times. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You know, what's right for one person is what's right for them. Uh, there's no norm anymore, but have fun, enjoy it. And when you're not having fun, take a break um, yeah. and then try again when you're ready for it. But hopefully COVID will be over soon enough and mm -hmm. um, people can get out there and meet with a higher frequency, you know, back to sort of where it was pre-COVID. Yeah. Hey, this is Nancy. Thanks for listening in today at 91.3 FM WTSR. Remember to check out more content online at WTSR.org, on the air, or on our Spotify and Captivate channels. And as always, we remind you to open your mind.